going on, everybody? It's been a little while. Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk. Uh, it's good to be on first time doing it like this um, over the video, uh, but it's lit, you know, so here we go. Um, it's been a last little while since we've uh, done an episode, and the the world is still in a pretty interesting place, um, to say the least. Um, there, uh, well, obviously, there's still the pandemic going on and madness in the world. And I I actually got married uh, in the pandemic. So, shoot, who, who said that? You know, you can't be blessed uh, in the middle of of a season like this. Um, so what I what I do want to talk about in today's episode of, of Straight Talk is Brianna Taylor, and I want to talk about specifically the um, Attorney General and, and Grand Jury's decision um, on the, on Brianna Taylor's uh, case regarding the the cops involved in the the shooting and the shooting that that killed her. And, um, you know, any way you look at this, um, whatever your, your stance, whatever's going on, however you look at this, this is a, a tragedy, right? It's tragic what happened. Um, a woman that people loved has died. And she's not coming back, you know, somebody's daughter, um, a sister. And um, it, it's, 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 it's a very unfortunate. And you know what a what a just unfortunate situation. So I want to be as as sensitive as I can about this extremely sensitive topic. You know, and um, I, so focusing on the attorney general's report. Um, and the attorney general's name is Daniel Cameron. No relation there. Um, and I was uh, actually talking to my my beautiful wife about about this topic. As a matter of fact, here let me show you a little picture of my beautiful wife. All right, it's a little picture of us on our wedding day about two months ago. Isn't she lovely? God is good. Here, let me show you another picture. Sheesh. Yeah, she's looking legendary right there. Um, I mean, what a beautiful uh, venue over there in uh, Point Loma on the uh, Cabrillo Monument area. Just absolutely breathtaking. And, um, you know, uh, it's only because of God, honestly. It's, it's really only because of God that, that we're, I was able to be blessed. And you know what? Big, big shout out to my church, uh, Pastor Al, Sister Georgina. Wouldn't be where I am today if, if it wasn't for their leadership and just 
their sacrifice, and it's because of their leadership, who they are in, in the Ministry of Victory Outreach is, is majorly a big reason as to why I'm blessed today to, to be married with an amazing woman of God. So, amen. Praise the Lord. So, uh, anyway, I was I was talking to my wife. It's pretty crazy to say that, my wife. It's really nice to be able to say that. Um, but I was talking to her about uh, this uh, this situation, this this tragedy regarding Breonna, Breonna Taylor, and there's a lot of different um, ideas about what happened and testimonies and witnesses, and you know, it's it's really hard to know what's real and. And I, in, in a case like this, in, in the court of law, the only thing that matters the most is the truth. And with all the misinformation out there and the media not really helping, right? You know, we know the media, you know, thrives on dividing us and doing anything to promote more division. Um, and so to be inaccurate about the facts regarding this tragedy on a national level only brings more harm. Now, I want to, uh, you know, there were, there was no camera, right? There was no police footage, but there was um, the attorney general and his team of professionals took this case, right? They're separate from the police department that uh, conduct that actually was involved in the incident and they took all of the evidence they heard all the testimonies they did uh, according to his report they did just about everything you could do to investigate this report and so I while there are lots of sources of information I want to highlight the just the facts from his particular report right so the first thing like i said uh this this was uh separate right the attorney general um is not part of the louisville police department um so he is kind of like uh not not doesn't have any bias hopefully and you know these people are elected and selected to be in privileged positions and we can only hope and trust that they maintain integrity and you know uh give due diligence to doing everything they can to bring about the truth and if you watch his uh video uh his conference uh, about sharing the report and the, the findings of the report it, it seems to me that he he, he really did they, they did everything they could to um get to the truth of, of what happened so these are some of the, the, the facts that were uh, from that report. And just a side note too, that the attorney general didn't actually decide the verdict. It, it was the grand jury. The attorney general and his team merely put together all the evidence, put together their findings, and they presented it to the grand jury and the grand jury voted. And from there, a decision was made. So essentially he's just the messenger. 
And he's taking a lot of heat right now because people think that he's the reason that something didn't happen. So anyway, on to the report. Uh, so from the gate, back when this first happened earlier in the year, the, the initial police report was botched. It was a, a joke. Uh, it was incomplete. It was false. Um, right? They, on the report, it said that nobody was injured or died when clearly we know somebody died. And other very important key information was not included on the report. And just me personally, I'm like, wow, like these cops failed at their job. That they failed in, in doing what they're supposed to do um, in, in something like this. Um, and there was, I know there's a lot of outrage. There's been a lot of outrage in that. And, and even with the mayor, Mayor Fisher, he said that he was outraged by the report and that he would be conducting an investigation throughout the um, entire uh police department to see just what is really going on. Like, what am I paying you guys for? You know, like you guys need to do your job because if you do your job right, then we can avoid problems like this later on. So anyway, so moving on to the report, these were the findings that the attorney general uh, was able to find. Um, we don't know, like, like I said, there was no camera. All we can do is take the, their official report and hope that they are, are maintaining their integrity and did everything they could to um, bring about truth and, and justice. So uh, from the report, it says that the cops did actually have a no-knock warrant, but they were advised by their superiors to knock and then enter. And according to a witness that testified, uh, they, they, the witness said that they did in fact knock, but after nobody answered, they they barged in, um, they broke they broke into the door. Now, what happened uh, once they once the first officer got in? Uh, according to this is according to the report, right? The official report it says that uh, Brianna Taylor's boyfriend and Breonna Taylor were, were actually standing in the hallway. Uh, the, the Taylor had a, or the boyfriend had a gun and he shot the, the police. He shot an officer in the leg. According to the report, the, the boyfriend Walker only shot one round, only one bullet and hit the officer in the leg. Now, this is where it gets a little bit intense for me because I wish I could see how this went down. But there were a total of three cops and they they unloaded a total of 32 bullets, according to the report. 32 times they shot. And that's pretty intense. I'm not like a super... Uh, knowledgeable as far as like excessive force and all that stuff. But I mean, if he only shot once, I, I just really wish we could see what, how that happened, like what happened. Um, so unfortunately, and, and what's even crazier is 
the boyfriend didn't die. It's Breonna Taylor who unfortunately got caught in the crossfire between all those exchange of bullets, um, which she then uh, passed away from. Um, it, they, so they were in their, in the hallway, according to the report, and she was not actually um, in her bed, as I know some, I've heard that going around. So according to the report, she was actually not in her bed. They were in the hallway and um, like it, you know, they, they had the warrant, it was the correct house. And, you know, unfortunately it, it, it turned out the way that it did. And that's unfortunate, that's, that's sad. Um, but as far as the cops who were involved uh, are concerned, the, the grand jury uh, decided that the, the cops involved in the shooting that killed Breonna Taylor could not be indicted or charged because they acted within their right. So according to Kentucky law, if, if somebody shoots at you first, you're basically exempt from just about anything else that, that happens afterwards. Um, the only indictment that was charged is um, the one officer who shot about 10 bullets. Uh, he shot about 10 bullets into a neighboring apartment. Thankfully, nobody got hurt, but they said that that shooting was, was reckless and could have harmed other people, right, who were not involved in the incident. But because of what uh, um, the boyfriend did uh, by shooting first, that essentially uh, nullified uh, or basically ex made them exempt from from any any kind of penalty or, or punishment. Uh, they they concluded that that was a necessary and appropriate amount of, of force to use according to Kentucky law. Uh, like I said, it was 32 bullets according to the report. That's pretty intense. That that's a lot and. You know, it's really, really sad that this is what happened. Um, I think, <clears throat> you know, it's it's not a matter of what. Well, of course, it's important to know what happened, but now it's important to maybe say, well, I mean, is something does something need to be addressed about the law? You know. Um, how come there was no uh, penalty for um, delivering such a botched report? I mean, if those cops, they are on administrative leave, but for filing such a botched report, they should have just handed in their badge right away. I mean, somebody died, you know? So that's just like zero tolerance for something like that. There should be absolutely no tolerance or something like that. And, you know, you know, I could, I could go on and, and talk a bit more, but I, I think, 
that that's about that's pretty much the gist of the report. Uh, you can find it online. You can find uh, the video conference on, on YouTube as well. But I think it's important to uh, understand the the big picture here. Um, and the big picture here is, or the reality is, is that there are tons of of injustice in this world. There's lots of unfortunate tragedies that happen every day to good people, to God-fearing people. And there will continue to be because we live in a fallen world. You know, we can do our best and, and hope for the best, but the reality is, is that as long as there is sin in this world, unfortunate things like this will happen. Now, what's also important for us to understand in, in regard to injustice is that we have actually committed the ultimate injustice towards the Lord with our sin, right? We've done more wickedness to him through our deeds than, than any anything else that that could happen in the world we've done the worst by by nailing him to the cross with our sins and so he died and rose so that we could be saved from this temporal world of wickedness and justice and from an eternal injustice which is hell and if anybody thinks it's bad here, well, hell is a way, way worse. But the, the good news is, is that he died so that he could, we could go to a place, right? The, the word of God says that he went to prepare a place for us to go. So as, as long as we've turned away from, from our sins, accept him as Lord and Savior for the forgiveness of our sins, and follow him all the days of our life. Well, the Bible, according to the word of God, says well, we'll be saved. We'll be saved from this perverse generation and we'll be saved from eternal injustice and hell. And we can go to a place where there is no more injustice. There's only peace. There's love. There's no more tears. There's no more pain. There's no more sorrow. And I'm telling you right now, that's, that's where I want to be. So... In light of everything, just know that God is still on the throne. He's still on the throne, and we we definitely want to go about um, addressing social issues in the right way. What we don't want to do is bring more harm and bring more damage by, you know, killing more or a feed into uh, division, right? That's that's what the enemy wants. So that's about about all that I got uh, for today. I I hope that that brings some clarity to some people. Um, I mean, there's obviously a lot of people upset or, or protesting. You know, there's it's like I said. Any way you look at this, this is a tragedy. This could have been avoided. 
this didn't have to happen. But unfortunately, in this world of sin, things like this will happen and continue to. But because of what the Lord did for us on the cross, we can be saved from this world and look forward to some to a place where we don't have to worry about this kind of stuff anymore. But until then, fight the good fight. All right. So it's about all I got for for today. Hope you guys enjoyed that. And um, we'll see you guys next week for another episode of Straight Talk.